Hey, podcast listeners, it's Mike. This week on the Upload Podcast, I've got some thoughts about choice and why giving people choices might be the key that unlocks that mysterious thing called motivation. And I've also got a few updates for you from a recent work trip I took where I learned about uh, using Scrum to prioritize tasks, something I talked about in the previous episode. And I also got to tour a really cool, innovative work environment where I learned about the effect of um, choices on morale and motivation. In my new position, I have to travel a little more often than I did before, which isn't great at home. Abby does not really enjoy it when I travel. Honestly, I don't either. But uh, especially her being home with a two-year-old while I'm gone isn't fun. Well, this trip was uh, extra exciting for Abby because uh, Eve got the flu while I was gone. So despite getting the flu shot, she still got the flu. Uh, Thankfully, because of the flu shot, though, it seems like it wasn't as bad. But she still had a fever for six days. And so that was a lot of fun. You can imagine that uh, I had some great calls home because of that. But when I got home, um, I got to uh, share the burden a little bit because Abby had to work that weekend. So I took care of Eve with a flu for two days as well myself. So a nice welcome home there. Welcome home. Here's a baby with the flu. Despite all of that, I I did get some really great experience and and go through some really cool stuff. Um, One of them was that we did user journey. Uh, So we created a new user journey for the thing that we're working on. And this is something I want to talk about in a future episode, not this one. But uh, we really laid out from end to end what our users experience is. And that's a really cool exercise to kind of see the different phases that they go through. Um, We also took some time to define the user stories that go into that journey. So what are the smaller things that we can create to add value to that user journey? And then uh, we went through an exercise to prioritize them and decide what we were going to work on next. And uh, what I really liked about the prioritization method is that it includes the size of the task as part of the prioritization. So it's not just about value. It's not just about what the um, biggest thing is that we could do or the thing that will add the most value. It's also about which one can we do tomorrow or which one is small enough that we could do it today, that type of thing. Uh, So I think that would be a great one for side hustlers, freelancers, really any creative professional um, to think in a more formulaic way, which uh, probably seems counterintuitive to a lot of creatives. But uh, I looked at it and I thought this would be great for planning out your personal, um, you know, to-do list or prioritization of different projects that you want to try. I think it just could add some clarity and take some stress out of deciding what to do next or what to do next year, that type of thing. Um, So that was a lot of fun. The trip to the site uh, where we had the meeting was actually pretty cool too. It's a call center but uh, they've taken a certain floor and done some experimentation with it to, to try to figure out how can they create a better associate experience. So for the call center representative, how can they make it better? If you've never worked in a call center, it is not a great environment. It's just not. I, I worked in one for three and a half years. And um, you're chained to your desk. You have a, a headphones on with literally a cord that goes to a phone. So you can't move around. You stare at a computer screen. The calls come in. You don't have any choice. You just have to answer the next one. It beeps in your ear. You talk to the next person. You have no choice about who you're going to talk to or what you're going to talk about. You don't have any choice about when your breaks are, when your lunch is, when you get off work, any of that. So it's basically an existence where you have no choice. And that's why you start to feel like a machine. Uh, This floor that they've been working on, I noticed that the morale was just totally different. People seemed different. They seemed to really enjoy being there. And I think it's because, not not because they created a cool-looking work environment. What I noticed was the fact that they could walk around. They could look out the window while they talked to a customer. Or they could pace back and forth. Just simple, uh, something simple like that. 
But then they also had even more choices. And I noticed that people, because they had those choices, they really took ownership in the environment they were working in. It was a noticeable difference. It was a notice, noticeable difference in um, their attitude. And uh, so I, that's something that I'm learning recently, not just from that experience, but from other stuff. And so it's all just kind of coming together for me that choice is such a big deal for your personal motivation and then also just for whatever you're creating for other people or whatever you want to motivate other people to do, personalization is huge, or choices is huge. So I'm getting ahead of myself. I said personalization because uh, that's a big part of it. So we hear personalization. It's a big buzzword in business right now. And it means several different things. It's really one of those things that people can't define. You ask someone, well, what's personalization mean? And they say, well, it's uh, how you personalize something. They define it with the definition. Those are always great. But uh, really personalization, you can think of it like Netflix, where it knows about what you've watched in the past. So it personalizes the recommendations to you. Um, you can think about it like uh, the coupons you get in the mail now where they know your shopping history, so they send you relevant coupons so you don't just have to go through pages and pages of irrelevant coupons. They send you the ones related to stuff you've bought in the past. It's another example. But I, I think uh, one of the more practical ones that doesn't require artificial intelligence or big data is choice. Uh, personalization is about giving people options and letting them choose the experience that they want to have. And that's really resonating with me lately. It's something I've been thinking about um, there's a book that I read recently called Smarter, Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg. Uh, he's the guy that wrote The Power of Habit. He's a New York Times journalist. Um, it's an interesting book. It's basically eight small books jammed into one book. Uh, I think he could have done a better job of that, but the content is still really good. So one of the con one of the chapters he has is about motivation. And the big key that he pulls out is that motivation is related to choice. So when we have choices, we feel that we have control and when we feel we have control, we're motivated to do something. And so he talks a lot about attaching a bigger meaning to things and deciding why something is meaningful to you and how you can use choices to do that. But I think the big thing is just realizing why personalization is here to stay and that we need to figure this out for ourselves and for the pursuits that we have. If, we're, if we have an audience or we have uh, people that we want to buy stuff from us, whatever it is, this is something real. And this is something people will expect more and more because everybody's doing it now. Everybody is personalizing experience. And I think the cheapest way to personalize the experience is through choice. Uh, the way that uh, people like you and me who don't have tons of resources behind us, so we don't have a big corporate uh, business analyst department or anything like that for the thing that we're doing, what we do have is the ability to create choices. So it can be simple. It can be as simple as letting people choose which device to interact with your website or um, you know, your online store, that type of thing. It could be providing them choices in uh, customizing the product that you offer. But I think the big thing, and this is the thing that I'm thinking about a lot with my work, uh, which is related to learning and development, and then just also with this podcast and all sorts of stuff, is the key is not trying to control the uh, experience too tightly. And I think that's counterintuitive. I think a lot of people think, hey, if I'm going to make the, the next Apple type thing, I've got to be really big about controlling how this looks and the marketing and the, and the feel of it all, which is all well and good. Like branding and stuff, yeah, you probably want to control. But don't let that spill over into how you approach your customer experience or your user experience, your audience's experience, whatever it might be. In those things, we have to be willing to let go of the reins a little bit, give people choices about how they want to interact, 
how do they want the experience to go? How do they want the user journey to go uh, and, and all of that? It's scary. I'll be honest with you. It's a little scary because you feel out of control and uh, you think, well, where do I fit in if I'm letting people choose their own adventure here? Well, I think you still have a big part because you're still designing the paths that they are choosing. Uh, it's not just a free-for-all. It's crafting different experiences that people can journey down. It's really exciting because it's actually more advanced work. It, it takes the best from you to give your users or your audience some uh, choice in the matter. And when they have choice, they'll feel like they have control, which will make them feel more connected to you, like they're not just some cog in the machine of whatever it is that you're putting out there, but that they're connected and that they have control in the environment and that they're part of it, which motivates them, as the the book by Charles Duhigg talks about. And they're more likely to come back or they're more likely to tell their friends about it, that type of thing. So um, choice is one of those things that I really want to think more about and explore more. Uh, I encourage you, if you're interested in it, uh, it's the first chapter of that book. You can probably check it out on a preview somewhere. I don't know if they, if you get the first chapter or not, but uh, I'll put it up on the show notes so you can find it. But I just really encourage you to think through uh, what are some ways that you could create choice in the things that you do, whether that's just personally, something like if, if you're trying to run, and, and be healthy like I am because I'm realizing that age is catching up with me. So um, I'm unmotivated about running. So in my personal life, uh, how do I motivate myself to run? I've got to give myself some choices. When do I run? What do I listen to when I run? What do I wear when I run? And make those fun and make it engaging to say like, hey, I'm, I'm going to choose to wear something different or I'm going to choose to uh, only watch this TV show when I run. But because I'm choosing to only watch it when I run, I'm in control. And that adds to my motivation. It makes me feel like I'm in control of the whole situation better. So that's the type of thing you can do in your personal life. And that's the thing I'm exploring. And then also, how can I create control for others? How, where am I uh, controlling things too much? And I think that just requires some reflection. In the things that I make or the things that I do, where am I controlling the experience and not letting other people have some say and, and letting go of the experience a little bit so that they can craft it and personalize it to themselves? So that's my key thought uh, for this week. That's the thing I'm really mulling over. And that's all the time I have. But as always, if you have uh, comments, stories, suggestions, feedback, whatever, I'd love to hear them. Uh, you can post them directly on the Upload Podcast page on Facebook, or you can send me a direct message. Love to hear from you. Uh, and if you want to see the show notes for this and other episodes, you can go to MikeGrosier.com. But until next time, I hope you take a risk and move from dreaming to doing. <laughs>